fans, teachhoops.com slash 816basketball has all the resources that you need to be a better coach, period. Today's basketball coaches are dedicated, year-round workers who face fierce competition to keep their jobs. And excellent instruction is out there, but finding it is inconvenient, unorganized, and it can be hit or miss. So visit teachhoops.com slash 816basketball. Sign up for the free trial. You're going to want to go past that free trial. We guarantee it. And be sure to join our good friend Billy Kegler on the Competitive Mindset Podcast where guests share how they differentiate themselves and achieve high levels of performance through the lens of motivation, competitiveness, and mindset. Join along on the journey to lifelong learning and improved performance with the Competitive Mindset Podcast. Follow on social media at Competitive Pod. Hello and welcome to the Greatest Games Podcast brought to you by 816 Basketball. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Rosefield, and I'm joined by my co-host, a Seinfeld fan, Chris Bozio. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Pleasure to be here as always on the Greatest Games Podcast. If people can't tell, we're being goofy already before we even recorded, but this is a chance for us to catch up with coaches from around the country and have them tell us about their greatest games. As always, it can be their time as a head coach, an assistant coach, a college coach, a high school coach, an AU coach, or a coach of Craymerica Industries. Just whatever game they consider to be their greatest. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yep, that one's lost on me, but I know our Seinfeld listeners are absolutely losing it right now. But let's go ahead and introduce our guest. He is coming to us from just north of Charlotte, North Carolina, from Concord, North Carolina. He is the head coach of Cannon School, an absolute basketball powerhouse here the last couple of years. But welcome on in, Jay Roth. Welcome to the Greatest Games Podcast. Guys, thank you for having me. I've been a big fan for a long time, and anytime we can talk hoops, uh, I'm, I'm game. And if we can mix a little, little Seinfeld in there, I'm game for that too. <laughs> well, well, Brian, just I just met Coach Roth a few minutes ago before we started recording. I'm checking out his school, the Cannon School. I see their South Carolina in, or North Carolina Independent Schools kind of association. Now he doesn't play our buddy down in Fayetteville, does he? Our buddy, uh, oh, you're talking about uh, Heath over yeah. at Trinity. You know, Coach, I don't know. Do y'all play uh, Trinity Christian? You know, we, we we thought we might get the chance to a couple years ago, and we were both at the at the John Wall at the same time. And uh, I, but I think we were in two different brackets. Oh, okay, uh, I he, thought maybe you were in the same like state bracket or something. I wasn't no, sure. No, their their school. We're in the largest classification, and they're I believe in the smallest. Um, so the only time it would make sense, I, I mean, I'll play anybody, but, uh, but I, I think the only time it's made sense where I thought we might be able to hook up would be at the, at the wall a few years ago. And I think they were in the American or we were in the American and they were in the national. Um, it's, I mean, he's, he's always good, you know, and he's a hell of a coach. So, and, and, a, and a great, a great dude. So, uh, you know, I, I want to play the best of the best and, and he, it, their program certainly is, uh, is up there in the upper echelon of North Carolina every year. Well, coach, I always, I'm always interested when, uh, we have coaches on from sort of these, uh, these, um, I guess private schools. You know, I'm a, I'm a public school guy up here, up here in New Jersey, we have the Catholic schools and all mm -hmm. public school people hate the Catholic school people. Uh, is there cheating and recruiting and all that? But uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. tell us about the Canon school and, and, and what makes it unique and what makes <laughs> it special and what you love about working there at the Canon school. Well, I think what makes it unique is the fact that, that we're surrounded by just really good people. 
um, from the educational uh, standpoint, like our, our kids, uh, we have a pretty rigorous academic curriculum. Um, you know, there are our, our kids, there's just like, you know, our, our schedule, there's no nights off. They don't get, you know, gimme classes. We can't hide kids and, uh, you know, get them through. They're, they're prepared very rigorously. Uh, case in point, you know, we had a kid, Jarvis Moss, uh, uh, commit to Stanford Friday. Uh, he's a three, six, seven student, and he's in four AP classes as a senior. Uh, when I was a senior, you, you, you had four electives and it was shop aid, teacher aid, food aid, and anytime I could wander around the school to, to get a grade aid, you know? So, uh, Canada is, is definitely a, a tremendous place. Um, the quality of individuals that, you know, I get to partner with every day from our headmaster, uh, Christopher Jones, uh, who is, is just a phenomenal partner, fully gets growth, fully gets athletics. Uh, and, and most importantly, he just gets people. Um, I, I was able to, to work with an outstanding AD and Pat Moyer for, you know, five or six years. Uh, and, and, and our new AD, uh, she's, she's new, uh, Katie LaRue. Um, she has a tremendous feel for, for selling a vision and, and growing uh, all of our athletic programs. So to be able to, you know, serve besides great, great partners like that, uh, you know, that allows us to, to coach. Um, but the, I think the cool part is, is that we're able to really coach our kids hard, um, you know, and, and really, you know, uh, hold kids accountable. Hopefully we're building in some, some really good sense of responsibility, uh, you know, for young people. And, uh, you know, obviously we want kids to have the opportunity to play at the next level to, to have the platform to do that. And our goal is, you know, free education for a lot of these kids. But at the same time, you know, we want to teach life skills. So when the ball does quit bouncing, you know, they can maybe lean back on their time with us and and think, you know, like I, I had to play a role one time and it wasn't something that I necessarily wanted to do, but it was it, it was to serve the greater good. And, you know, maybe that's what my first job is going to look like. You know, I don't necessarily it, I, know, I know it's not the, my dream job, but. At the same time, I, I I got a role to serve, and and you know this is a this is a means here. So, uh, and the other part of it is, Chris, we we have a ton of fun. You know, we're we we know each other because of ball, and we're at a great institution like Cannon. Uh, you know, we we tend to look at things very very glass half full, if not overflowing, and and just tend to look at things from a very positive perspective. You know, Coach, I'd, I'd love for you to take our listeners through your your journey. You know, you've come sure. from the college ranks and you, uh, you're mm-hmm. out of high school. And, and so I, when you give this answer or when you give your rundown, I'd love for you to answer the question, too, of holding kids accountable. Is it is it not easier? But what are the differences being able to do it from doing sure, it now in the high school ranks from the college ranks? Well, um, yeah. So, I mean, I got my, my start at, at, a you know, a division two school in Kansas and, and, uh, you know, from there I was able to, to just build relationships and, and go home and, and coach at, at UMKC, um, being from Kansas city, you know, and, and Kansas, you're spoon fed, you know, basketball, uh, James Naismith, you know, fog Allen. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough that I got to grow up and watch Danny Manning play, you know, and, and coach Brown Danny and the miracles. That that was my first introduction to basketball was was the 86 team to a certain extent with Danny and Archie and and, you know, Greg Dryling. But the 88 team with Danny and the Miracles was just something different. And, you know, I can still see uh, Milt Newton ripping the ball baseline and, you know, kind of going up and under. And, and and, you know, Danny just was Durant before Durant, like he could post, he could put down, he could score uh, and so unselfish. 
Uh, This is a true story. When I was in fourth grade, I got in a fight with a kid. And I I use the word fight very loosely uh, (laughs) because K-State had a a point guard named Steve Henson. And this kid, is his name is Joey Buckley. Uh, Joey and I got in a fight because he said Steve Henson was a better point guard than, than, than Kevin Pritchard. And that, that, that just, that you don't do that. that you don't talk about my Jayhawks that way. So, <clears throat> but that was really kind of my, my first introduction to basketball. So be, to be able to go home and coach <clears throat> at UMKC was, was, I mean, it, it was phenomenal. I worked with uh, three of the best friends that I, I have to this day. Rich Savosik is one of my all-time mentors. Uh, you know, when it comes time to make major decisions, I talk to my wife, I talk to my dad, and I talk to I talk to Coach Z. And then Ken Dempsey really helped me learn how to recruit and you know build a roster. And um, and then Jason Ivy, who who played at Temple for the legendary John Chaney, and uh, you know really taught me you know as a as a guard like you know how to see the game through a big man's eyes and play the game within the game. And um, he is, he is still one of my all time best friends. He was in my wedding and uh, you know, all three of those guys, you know, we're just so connected. And I mean, we, we text today in our, in our group text and, you know, I haven't worked with them since 2007. So the relationships are are pretty deep, but uh, from there was able to accept a job at at Kennesaw state university in Atlanta was there for five years. And uh, you know, it was great. They had transitioned from division two to division one. Um, they had won a national championship in Division Two and really kind of flipped the program relatively quickly. Um, Kennesaw was exploding at the time. I think they're they're well over thirty thousand students now. Uh, and I got to work for you know uh, uh, just a terrific man and a guy named Tony Ingle, who uh, unfortunately just passed of of COVID uh, in uh, January the the eighteenth. But just a phenomenal man and came a, came along at a time in my life where you know. Uh, I was newly married and, you know, you're thinking about kids and, you know, I, I got to see a, just a phenomenal mentor in that respect because, you know, coach Engel was so big on family, you know, so I got to see somebody run a program like, like you would your family. And he, he just, he just was great and so motivational and so inspiring. And, you know, so I was fortunate to work for three really good people and, and took all of that. Uh, and my thing is like, you know, I, I, we had kids back to back and I wanted to get out of college coaching because I wanted to be a dad and wanted to be around. And, uh, I, I told my wife while we were at Kennesaw, like I would recruit North Carolina pretty heavy. And I would say, if we ever get a chance, like, man, I'd love to live in the Carolinas. It didn't matter North or South, like just the, the people it, it, you know, Charlotte felt like home because size wise it's comparable to Kansas city, but man, like the people, the quality, the, you're close to the beach, you're close to the mountains, you can get a little bit of everything. And, um, my headmaster at the time, uh, we had a mutual relationship and Canon had opened and the program was, you know, it was a, it was a mess. And, uh, I mean, anybody that's taken over any kind of program in any industry knows like chances are you're not taking over something that's, you know, turnkey, you know, there chances are you're, you're doing some cleanup and, and, you know, if you're not like, that's, that's not me. Like I'm a builder. I, I wanted the messier, the better. And, you know, I had a lot of people cause Canon is such a high academic place, you know, tell me, you know, Che, you can't win there. You know, there's no commitment to athletics and nothing could be further from the truth. And, you know, to, I, so that made me gravitate more toward it, but uh, you know, holding kids at, at a, a, a accountable was just something that we were going to build as a cornerstone. And, you know, we just believe in transparency and honesty and, um, you know, I, I, I want to know that I, I want the kids to know that they can walk through my, 
my office and, and or call or text and talk to me about anything under the sun, basketball, life, uh, you know, relationships, um, teammates, uh, how to better each other. Um, and that they're going to, they're going to have, uh, the, the, uh, autonomy to, to sit in that chair and look me in the eyes and they're going to get the same person that they're going to get at practice. And, um, so there's a certain level of consistency with that, but also I, I wanted them to know that, you know, I care about you more as a more as a person than I do as you as a player. Um, so I think if the care factor is there um, and the, the trust is there um, and the consistency is there, I think holding people accountable at any level is, is the same because, you know, they can feel that you're coming from the heart and that you have a genuine vested interest in them. And if not, and I just told our kids, like, if I don't, if I don't do that or we don't do that, meaning my staff too, like we're not coaching you. We're not helping you. And our job is to help grow you as individuals and players. And if I can't do that, then I'm not your coach. So uh, that certain level of transparency there just kind of exists. And um, it's, it's, it's served us well over our nine years here. Well, coach, you can tell you care about your players just by the way you talk about the school and, and everything the school is about and then the people there are about. So and you talked about this young man that just signed with Stanford. I mean, mm-hmm. even if you can play Stanford, Stanford doesn't sign people unless they're good students, you know, schools like That's that, they, they don't need to take, you know, Stanford's the Vanderbilt's, but so my question would be, how do you assist or counsel players that are being recruited to play in college? What role do you play? or try um, to play it in helping them and their parents navigate sure. through that world. Yeah. I mean, I think our, our, um, I guess visibility is a little bit different just simply because I do have so much experience on the other side of it. Um, so I want to be as active, um, and serve as a, as the best partner I can. Um, and you know, to me, it's about finding information and supply, supplying that to families. And I'm not telling you guys something you don't know, like, it can get a little muddy at times because it's a, it's a little corrupt. Uh, but at the same time, like helping them kind of, kind of navigate through that is, is challenging. But at the same time, like um, again, it, it's just another tool for us to grow and our relationship. And um, you know, I, I, I can ask a lot of questions to a lot of coaches that, you know, maybe the parents can't ask or don't want to ask or, um, so it kind of keeps them in a favorable light, but, but also, you know, chances are I'm dealing with, uh, uh, assistance a lot. And when you, when you've kind of been in it, as long as I have, you can generally kind of smell through the, the, the bull, the malarkey, right, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so, uh, that, that, that puts me in, in, you know, some probably favorable light with families, but again, like I, I want what they want. And our goal here is, is for them to play at the highest level that, that they can. It needs to be a fit from a cultural standpoint, social, obviously academic and as, as well as athletic. But I want them to be surrounded by good people, you know, and, and obviously people make mistakes in, in determining where they're going to go. But the more we can get on top of that early um, and, you know, have open lines of communication, the, the better it's going to be. But, you know, I, I would love for all of our kids to have the opportunity to play at the highest level. And again, the goal is free education you know, so that, that will help prepare them for life, but it's a uh, nice goal. It's a yeah, nice goal I mean, if you can it, get it. It is. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but I, I, I like to think that, you know, I, I have a seat at the table if, if they, if they allow me to, I don't force my opinion on, on anybody. Um, but you know, if, if they certainly ask, then, you know, I, I definitely, 
uh, you know, will provide it. But um, to me, it's a it's a it's a partnership that we're, we've been fortunate enough to have with a, a number of kids since we've been here. Well, we have talked a lot about Cannon and for good reason. So uh, and we talked, mentioned it at the top of the show, a basketball power the last several years. So at this point in the show, coach, we'd love to hear about your greatest game, which may or may not uh, in, involve some uh, hoisting <laughs> of a trophy or. or well, I got, I got go some guys behind me that uh, represented our program really well, uh, almost a calendar year ago. And, uh, you know, we, we, we were fortunate to, to play, uh, you know, close to home and at a, at a place against uh, that, that we had played two, two or three weeks prior to. So last year's, uh, 2020 uh, NCISA state championship game. Um, the night before we had we had beat you know Greensboro Day, um, and it was wire to wire. And to me, that was probably the most complete game we had played all year. Uh, Freddie Johnson is a really close friend, and you know probably the standard in North Carolina. He just won his 1100th game uh, last week, so you know you put him in the same category with you know Chris you'll you'll appreciate you know I mean he he's there with Bob Hurley senior and and Morgan Wooten I mean Freddie has 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 done it all and you know he's been at Greensboro day 44 or 45 years so we beat them the night before um to kind of avenge an earlier season loss they beat us on a buzzer beater um and then we we had uh we we thought we were going to get to play MJ Rice uh who's now at uh, Oak Hill and they were upset by a conference school, Charlotte Latin, who we had swept. Uh, we beat them pretty good at our place. And, and you know, we beat them at their place. Uh, it was kind of a, a, you know, a little lopsided. Then it got a little, a little dicey there at the end. We didn't do some things we were supposed to. But the best part about it is we were a higher-seeded team and had to go on the road to their place because it was already predetermined that they were going to, to host. And they had this bad dude at the point named R.J. Johnson, who's now at Holy Cross, and this kid could flat out play. And we jumped out pretty good. We're, we're traditionally, we, we start pretty quickly. We, we really like to get out and run. And I think this year we're averaging close to like 80 a game. You know, that's a lot for a 32-minute game. You know, so we really play fast. And we like our, di- our defense to kind of dictate pace. And I think we jumped out, you know, I want to say it was like 21-5 or 21-7. I, and I could be wrong. But, uh, you know, uh, we're up at half, I, I, I want to say, 9, 10. And the second half, like this kid, I think he had four at halftime. He brings them all the way back, and it's a tie game, 51-51. And we had a kid uh, who will play, you know, for a lot of money someday, Jaden Bradley at the point. Um, he's at IMG uh, now. Uh, he'll be a McDonald's All-American and, you know, pick where he wants to go. He comes down back-to-back possessions, pop, pop. You know, we go up six and we don't look back. And we had a uh, we had so many kids step up. You know, uh, our our you know Bradley. Uh, you know, he was Gatorade Player of the Year, Max Preps Player of the Year in, in North Carolina last year. Uh, he had a tremendous game. Uh, the kid that signed with Stanford, Jarvis Moss, uh, scored his one thousandth point on a free throw to to ice it. Uh, I mean, how many times can you say you, your one thousand point is to ice a state championship? Uh, DJ Nix, who's a high major recruit, didn't have the best offensive game, but shows on a ball screen late. And, you know, he's six, seven and, you know, he's got a seven foot wingspan, gets a high hand up on a shot, uh, you know, to, to kind of alter it. Uh, we had a seven foot kid, Christian Reeves, who was hurt all year, played the last six games, 
you know, he, he has a big game. And then we got a, a kid that that's committed to a division two school go for 15 and 12. And, um, you know, we just, it, it, it was just great. The place was packed. It was standing room only. Our, our, our people took the arena over. Um, I bet there were, you know, 3,500 people there. It was, it, it was great. And what's cool is, um, the guys behind me, uh, there's a picture in my office that somebody took. Um, and it, it's very candid because you can just see the raw emotion. It's not posed. It's not anything. They're just in a huddle and you can just see like, gosh, dang, this was worth it. You know, and they're letting every ounce of emotion just kind of run out of them. And I blew it up. I think it's like a 20 by 24 and it's right, right in front of my desk. So I get to look at it every day. And I won't lie. I think of that team all the time. And we've got, we got a lot of kids back this year, but uh, what a special, special game uh, in front of, I mean, it, it's the greatest high school game I, I'd been a part of as a player or a coach. And, and obviously, you, you know, you feel good when you're, when you're, you're hoisting that, but that trophy, but to see those kids vindicated for all their, all they invested, all they sacrificed. And uh, it just, it, it just was awesome. I'm, I, I'm so proud of them and, and so thankful I got to coach them. Coach, I have to ask, uh, who was the assistant coach in charge of the scouting report? Because you guys were able to uh, hold uh, R.J. Johnson to 36. <laughs> um, we're going to have to uh, – is, is he still it's, on staff? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because he could have gone – he could have gone for 50. Like he, <laughs> he was so good. But what's, what's great is – so the guy who scouted it is, is one of my closest friends. His name's Dom Reed. He played at Cannon – and is a first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> so I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can fire him, but, but no, he, we, we guarded him. As, and, and what's crazy is after the game, I'm like, he had to have 40 plus, like he had 36. I said, dang, we did a pretty good job. <laughs> well, yeah, well, he had eight and he only had eight at the half. Right. And then the second half, he just turned. I mean, you probably had to feel good with him only having eight at the half, and you guys had a lead. Did, did I mean? Did you say to your guys, like, listen, we we got to watch out. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna break out at some point. We really got to keep, you know, our game plan on him. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I think we all kind of knew it was just a matter of time. Um, what's crazy is is like, uh, you know, he had this this little in and out dribble to his right, and then he came back hard left on the bounce on everything. And for whatever reason, like we just bit on it. And I mean, he got downhill and had his feet in the paint. Uh, he's a tremendous free throw shooter. Uh, but we, our, our rotations were just off. And, you know, I mean, you know how it is. You play a team a third time. It's tough to beat a team three times. But like this kid just was not going to let them get blown out. And yeah. I mean, he, he played his ass off. And, you know, they got another kid, uh, 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 Graham Calton, who is probably going to be a Division Three All-American because he's 6'5 and can really shoot it. Uh, you know, he played his tail off, but uh, we, we did. We got a little tight, um, you know, there for a little bit. And then Bradley hits back-to-back threes, and, you know, the, the, re- the rest is history. Well, I heard a coach say this once, Coach. You guys played terrible free-throw defense. You allowed him to go 12 <laughs> or 13 from the free-throw line. 12 or 13. I would say stop fouling. That's what I would. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would have been a, 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 a better, you know, uh, item on the scouting report to cover is, <laughs> is quit fouling. And, or if you're going to foul, foul somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, kid, the kid was phenomenal. And, and what was cool is uh, the, the, you know, the Charlotte Latin coach is a guy named Chris Berger. 
and just such a classy guy and, uh, you know, does it the right way, coaches his kids up, you know, really, really hard and doesn't have the, the talent that a lot of people do in the, in the city or the state, but, uh, you know, just does a, a great job and such a classy move. Um, I, I'm a, I, I'm a cigar smoker, so we're, we're outside and I'd, I'd had a cigar I was kind of saving for a special occasion. And I kind of had that date circled on what special occasion to fire that stick up, but we're outside and, you know, and enjoying a beautiful, uh, beautiful, uh, early spring, I guess you can call it, uh, evening by a fire and coach Berger calls, you know, and, and, you know, congratulates us on our, such a classy move on, on our team. And, you know, he's, he's been such a, a champion, uh, supporter of, of all the kids and, and vice versa. I think the world of his team and, and, you know, how hard they played, but it was just a great, great, you know, back and forth atmosphere and, and, and just so much fun. And, um, you know, the kids behind me, they, they deserve all the credit and we were able to, uh, have a, a COVID, uh, delayed ring celebration, uh, right before Christmas and, you know, have the majority of the group back, but, uh, just such a, such a special team. We'll put a link to one of the stories in uh, our show notes from the Independent Tribune. Uh, the pictures of the crowd, absolutely yeah. incredible. And it just reminds me of back back in the day when I, I, I played private school basketball in South Carolina. And just for some reason, it's just students. They, they put on the same T-shirt. It's just if they're not yeah. involved in playing in the game, it's like, all right, we're going to do anything that we can do to give our team that's an right. edge. And that's what it looked like tonight. Those, those pictures are fascinating. And there's a, a looks like a video as well from y'all's locker room celebration, which was yeah. just, just a real, real hoot. It looks like a lot. It of was fun. cool. It was cool. And you know what's crazy? And, and you guys know this because you talk to coaches and been around the game. Like, like the, the, all, all of our players pulled for each other. You know, they were all genuinely happy that they were they were teammates. And, you know, everybody's going to go on their own little separate walks of life. But like the, the thing that that will unite them is five years from now, we're going to have a, a, a reunion and 10 years from now, we're going to have a reunion. Those those kids will always be connected because of this. And um, guys that that have gone on to play at a higher level, they don't realize how big their circle is when they're at the high school level or prep school level. And then they go to college and it gets smaller and then they get older and it gets smaller. And, you know, so this, this to, to have that, and then to have such great support from, we, we call our students, our canon crazies, but what was cool is like, I, I got text messages and emails from just people in our community that, that support canon and have no really like, like affiliation with necessarily Canon athletics or Canon basketball, but like they wanted their kids or their grandkids to see just how our kids competed, but also like they would point out about how our kids took care of each other. And I'm big on celebrating winning plays and, you know, somebody boxes out or sets a great screen. Like we want to celebrate that. Somebody throws you a great pass. You know, we want to point to that pass, but also the guys on the bench, that are jumping up and down, you know, invested in every possession. Like we celebrate that too. And, you know, it was just so fun to hear other people have their takeaways from, from that team. And it's really parlayed in, into this year. And, you know, we're, we're, we're a week out. Coincidentally, we play Charlotte Latin at Charlotte Latin tomorrow. So your timing is really good. I'm, I'm hopeful for the same outcome, not necessarily the same score. I'd like it to be by a little wider <laughs> margin, but, but at the same time, just, 
just a great group of kids that uh, I've just been so fortunate to have them in my life. And I've, I've gained as much from the relationship as they have. Well, coach, one thing I'm very impressed with in this, uh, and I don't know how your COVID season's been, but in this championship game, beautiful shirt and tie, well <laughs> I'm, you think I'm you think I'm joking with this I can't stand the fact that all these college coaches have used the pandemic to just wear like sweats to a game uh, uh, are we shirt and tie every game do we do we choose it before the game does the wife help us pick it out how do we, how does the how do, what's the wardrobe selection like <laughs> well uh, I've got uh, I'm probably like every other coach you have you have your certain uh, you know, boxes, you got to check. And I've, I've got some money invested in some, some, some suits. And uh, my daughter, uh, my daughter, Caden is nine going on like 29. <laughs> and sh- she has been like my, uh, my uh, Joseph A. Bank uh, personal uh, tie selector, suit selector. Uh, I do make sure that my wife uh, you know, gives me the, the thumbs up, but, uh, yeah, the, the I, I won't lie. So I put a suit on the other night for the first time since that game. And my, my staff has talked me into, uh, uh, you know, kind of conforming to COVID too. And it just, it, it doesn't feel the same when, when I put, when I put that suit on the other night, it, it felt, it felt like a game. It felt pretty good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got some good help at home that, that helps me, uh, make sure I'm, I'm, I'm looking as good as I can. I like that. We have the nine-year-old fashion consultant. That's good. Oh man. <laughs> she, she's a tough critic. Like she's a, she's a really tough critic. And if I'm, if something's not right and I don't, I, I wear my jacket for all of about uh, 30 seconds and my staff kind of has a running bet, which, which is going to take longer us taking a bad shot or coach taking his jacket off. So uh, generally it's a, it's, it's the bad shot, unfortunately, but yeah, I've, I've got a pretty, pretty harsh critic in the house and <laughs> she, 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 she holds my feet to the fire on it pretty good. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm with you guys. Like I've, I was watching, it's been a couple of weeks ago now, a college game that um, I can't remember who it was. And they, the whole staff was wearing suits and ties. And I was like, I had to do, do a double take. Is this a, is this a rerun from years past? It's been fascinating to see you this is the absolute dressing down all season long. And even on the high school ranks too, it's just, uh, it really is. It's, it's curious. It's interesting. It is. We played a team uh, a couple weeks ago. I'll, I'll save their, their, their name because I, I don't want to, but they, they had full on sweatpants, like, like you like sweats and <laughs> I'm going like, really? Like you can't even fake it. Like, you know, I mean, it's still a game. It's still a special thing. And yeah. who gives a damn if there's there's 25 people here, but like it's special to your kids. So, you know, you can maybe get with the program a little bit. But yeah, they had full on full on sweats. But uh, I, I have my first game, hopefully in four days, my first game of the year. Hey, look it's going to be in front of no people. Yep. The total the total score, the over under for the game is 60 between both teams. <laughs> okay, and I'm gonna wear a shirt and tie. So yeah, there you go, man. <laughs> Chris, I'll be interested to get your feel, uh, your takeaways on how you feel because it it will feel different. And I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you anything, but it it just feels different. And um, you know, I don't want to sway you one way or another, but I'd love to connect and get your takeaways on your just emotional yeah. kind of investment and like. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks and feels completely different. Well, we're used to playing in front of no fans, so it's not. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> we, 
It's not like we're losing a tremendous amount of revenue by the pandemic. <laughs> oh, too good. That's too good. <laughs> well, see, what I'd like to see you do, Chris, is just go full baseball coach and just throw on wear the uniform. <laughs> well, yeah. Why not? Either it's, to me, it's either suit and tie or uniform. Like well, you know. That's really funny, Brian. George Carlin had a joke about that 30 years ago. He said, imagine a football coach. He goes, imagine Bill Parcells in his Giants uniform on the sideline oh coaching a game. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, Coach, we like um, to get out of here on a fun one. And uh, yeah. if, I, if I said uh, to your players, kids that have played for you over the years, I said, when you're doing your Coach Roth impersonation, which they all have, Oh, they, you all, know, they all have it. What's the one phrase they might repeat over and over or say that you say over and over again? I don't know. This is what, 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 uh, what, what, uh, what's our family grade on this podcast? <laughs> PG 13. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I say a lot of stuff. Um, Man, I'm trying to think the one thing that I say all the time. Is there something your wife even says? Would you stop saying that? There's got to be. <laughs> oh, man. I say so much stuff. <laughs> I mean, I really do. I'm interested now because I, I kind of want to take a straw poll and, and get some. <laughs> some. Uh, they, they just told me to ask my wife, what do I say all the time to my players? I'm asking my wife. Oh, we're getting live uh, wife feedback here on the show. This is this is interesting. This is a first for the Greatest Games podcast. I'm trying to keep talking well, so there's not silence. Yeah. It's a, it's episode 99, right? So well, yeah, it's it it 98. I, was, I misspoke earlier. Oh, it's 98. Oh, well, then I, I'm, I'm so done. I, if what this did is she say? 99, she, then I'm done. She didn't have anything? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like we, I just, I just roll with it so much. Like I'll, I've, I've had players like tell me that stuff that I've said that I, I mean, in the moment <laughs> I probably did, but I, I, I don't know. Uh, the one thing I do know that I, I tell them all the time is that I love them. And that may be a little uncomfortable for them um, at first, but then, you know, afterwards, like, you know, that once they see like, Hey dude, this, this dude's pretty, pretty, pretty dialed into what we're doing. Um, I, I, I tell them that I tell my players all the time that I, that I love them. Um, but as far as like impressions, I, I think it would be like more like mannerisms than, than anything else. Cause I, I use my hands a lot when I talk and uh, I, apparently I do something with my, my face when I get really just really ticked that uh my face kind of scrunches up and uh if they do something just really really stupid like i'll just rub my head you know and uh but as far as like a a, a phrase man i i don't i don't know now I, you're I gonna really think don't. about it at practice tomorrow you're gonna be like what no, i'm gonna saying? ask him. Like, <laughs> i'm gonna ask i've got we've got a kid we've got a kid from from the bahamas his name is deuce roll and he has made like this massive jump this year and is kind of figuring out that I can be an 18, 19 year old kid and be comfortable in my own skin. And he has, he just really doesn't have a filter because he's a senior and he's not coming back. So he, he's like, <laughs> oh, I'm all in. Uh, I will ask him cause he'll be, he'll be really, really honest with me uh, <laughs> about things. But uh, as far as one saying, I don't know. I do know that I've caught him doing some some really really good impressions before and and it's uh it's it's pretty funny uh, uh it, when we need a defensive stand i do know i get in like a defensive stance and i clap my hands a lot and i stomp my feet 
Okay. So I would think that that would come out, but, uh, you know, I don't know. That's a good question. I can only imagine the kid tomorrow when you ask him that his, his, his face is going to light up and say, Oh, coach. Cause I know you're going <laughs> to, you're going to have at least one. And, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. One, one of my, I may, I may call you tonight, Brian and say, Hey, Oh damn. I forgot that. I, yeah, I do this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can add that in later. It's just the, that's yeah. the post-production. One of my favorites is recently episode 94, Tony McIntyre, his thing says it, it, Oh, a couple of things, guys, a couple of things. And his former assistant would, that he, he learned it. He'd say, Hey, because a couple of things would turn into about 20 things after practice. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I, Manny would I'm, come to him before practice. All right, coach, what are the couple of things? <laughs> <laughs> Hold him to it. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm guilty of that. I, I, I'm guilty. I actually, uh, a few years ago, um, my staff turned over a little bit and one of the guys that we brought in uh, super nice guy, but like I told him like, Hey man, like I, I want to get the, uh, after, after we play, especially at home, like give me five minutes and then, you know, give me the, the cutoff. Well, like he's such a nice guy. He didn't, he never did it. So I just kept going and I'd go in the hall and I'd say, man, I feel like we were in there forever. He's like, yeah, he talked for 12 minutes, coach. I said, <laughs> coach, like I said five minutes. And he goes, coach, I'd tell you five minutes and you would shoot me a look like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> so I, I, I celebrate what, uh, what that other coach did too. But uh, no, we have, we have a ton of fun and, you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously at all. Like, you know, we celebrate the fact that we're together because of ball, but we also celebrate the fact that that's not the only way, only reason we're together. Um, you know, I, I, I love like nothing more than to hear my players laugh and, and, you know, have them so engaged in each other's life that, you know, that that it, it's such a positive thing. And um, now what's cool is I've been here long enough where uh, players that I've had since we've been here married or having kids. And, you know, that that's the stuff that it's all about. You'll you'll remember and every everybody goes for I tell the, the guys all the time when we get together on, you know, whatever reunion it's going to be, you know, everybody went for 30. Right. Everybody got 20 rebounds. Everybody took that big charge. And, you know, damn good. Well, you didn't go for 30. You didn't get 20 rebounds and your ass never took a charge. So, <laughs> but, but that's what it's all about is the relationships, man. And it, they're so cool. And you guys know, like sports and, and basketball specifically, like it's a, it's an ageless profession um, if you do it the right way. Right. And the relationships for all of us are, are limitless we're all stealing from each other and, you know, we want to continue to, to get better and grow, but man, to be around these, these kids and, and then see them grow as young people, it's, there's not nothing better in, in what we do than this. This is the best thing going. And, and that's what it's all about. Episode 97 of our, of our show, Larry Scheid said, he, he said it so well, in my opinion, just and do it and keep your nose clean and just what you, what you've done at Cannon, obviously winning state championships. That's just a byproduct of, the type of guy that you are and the way that you coach your kids and the type of program that you run. And so um, we're, we're thankful to have had you come to the bash this past year and, and witness it firsthand and uh, wish you nothing but the, the you. best of luck moving forward the rest of this year. And we can't thank you enough for coming on the show. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Man, thanks for having me guys. Uh, in, enjoyed it. And yeah, I, 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 I just love talking ball. So uh, happy to do it anytime. But we'll certainly do it again and uh, for now we'll go ahead and wrap this one up for my co-host Chris de Blasio I'm Brian Roosefield and thank you for listening to this episode of the